The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who build them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Today, we're going to hear about transforming brands, but what does that really look like? Joining us is Robert Ferguson, who's the Senior Director of Brand Strategy at SAP, small little company there, which is a global leader in enterprise application software. They help companies of all sizes and all industries run better by redefining ERP and creating networks of intellect enterprises and provide transparency, resiliency, and sustainability across all change. Uh, it's a huge brand, and we're excited to have Robert on the show. And let's hear about how we truly transform a brand. Like, What does it really look like? All right, Robert, let's jump into it, dude. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Super excited to be here to, to talk all things brand. Let's do it. So, I mean, SAP is obviously a huge company. I'd love to hear just kind of your background in marketing, how you went into SAP. And I think that'd be good to kind of give our listeners a little context. Yes, absolutely. So I've been transforming brands for the last better part of 15 to 20 years. Always been on the consulting and agency side of my experience. I started my career working actually out of China, helping multinationals position and brand themselves effectively in, in the China market. And whether it's in a global market like China, whether it's in a home market, it all stems from the same place of really helping drive understanding between what the market or your customers needs and, and what sort of brands are able to actually deliver upon and, and at least authentically communicate to the market. And so I've been that sort of linchpin between the two and really helping brands grow and transform themselves. Yeah, with with sort of that connection to what's needed in the marketplace. Brand transformation, I've always seen as is really as a go to market strategy, right? Brand is merely a tool that we use in order to help businesses effectively grow and to make lasting impact, whatever its objective may be. And so brand is to think of brand as a tool like that, I think, transforms the way people think of brand. What I think is the most important aspect when doing a brand transformation is getting people to reconsider what exactly brand is and what it's capable of doing. Wow. I was going to repeat what you said about how brand is a tool. I agree with you. I think we use it as, as a noun a lot. And we, as marketers at times, I know I've done this, You know, I put a lot of over-the-top examples of brand. And I think it is really hard to get consumers or your clients or customers to have the right schema of like what it is. So I guess one of the questions I want to ask you is, 
first off, I have a ton of questions about brand in China. And is there a lot of cultural differences from China to the US? I can imagine there's a ton. So I'd love to dive into that. But let me park them on that for a minute and ask you just so many people in the show, like there'll be smaller agencies, there'll be large agencies, there'll be CMOs. And brand is just such a big word. And I like what you talked about in terms of it being a tool. Can you maybe elaborate like your process of strategy, of go-to-market strategy? And really, that's the objective is, is going to market. And I had another point, which I, which I was really thinking about today. And I was actually going to go on my social media channels and talk about just how much money it costs to build a brand. I'd estimate that it costs between 2 and $4 billion to build a well-known brand in the US, maybe more. And just the amount of time it takes to truly build a brand. And then once brand happens, all your other sales and marketing, lower funnel tactics start to get really attractive from a conversion standpoint. But I think people really have a hard time wrapping their head around just how hard it is to build brand, how much money it takes, how much time it takes, what it is. So maybe you can help us on the what it is part and maybe elaborate what you mean when it's a tool for a go-to-market strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And and maybe that would have helped with the completing the thought of my experience. Certainly have always been, and this is a good segue into sort of the way to look at brand, regardless of the size of the organization or how matrixed or how global they are. The similarity in the process to approaching using brand are all the same. And I've learned that. So obviously I started my career in China where I was there for six years. I then moved to the Bay Area where I worked with a small agency working just startups, owner, founder, maybe they've gotten Series A, Series B funding, and they're starting to grow and they're now needing to leverage brand as a tool, mostly pushed by their VCs, but starting to think about brand as something that can be used to to drive sales and revenue. And so again, if it's at that scale or something like SAP, or I've worked with other organizations that are 100 thousand plus organizations globally, the tactics and approaches are all the same. And it's all about, again, it's sort of these truths that you're trying to get at to. I often say being a brand strategist or being in brand is, is like investigative journalism, right? It's about going out and seeking the answers or the truths that then you use to tell the story. And so there are certain truths that we're trying to find. And so one I would say is, is sort of a, a market truth. What's happening in the world in which I'm operating, both from a competitive standpoint, as well as sort of a macro standpoint that it's important for me to understand in the world. The second truth is really our audiences and stakeholders, not only thinking about your customers and who you're selling to, but also thinking about whether it's shareholders, investors, whether it's employees, I think often goes underrated, like what are their sentiments and truths? of what's important to them. And then finally, you'd have your organizational truths. What's really true about what you're doing in the marketplace? Like what value you are actually doing? What exactly are you delivering? And I think it's when you have a good understanding of those truths that you're able then to really craft or leverage brand in in an effective way to achieve any sort of strategic business goals. And then again, I think that approach and that process can be done at a very small scale. I do it. My wife has just launched a new restaurant. I went through the same process of helping her create a brand for that restaurant as I do for an organization as as large, as complex as as SAP. To give you a sense, I've been with SAP just for a year, but the process of, of discovering those truths can take years in the making as we start to sort of open up those, I would say, just channels of listening and understanding that then help us create 
a go-to-market strategy or a brand strategy that that would have impact. I love that because I think I've heard the word human truths a lot in advertising. And I think it's absolutely the right process. And I've seen probably hundreds of ways people do brand workshop and brand discovery and brand alignment. And I like your framework around these truths. And I have a similar process that is my favorite process of all the ones we've used about basically just lining up the brand, the consumer, and the competition. And where are all those? And I don't use this language you use. The truths lie in each of those segments. And at the core of these three circles combined is really ultimately what probably the brand messaging and brand strategy can be. But I hadn't, I hadn't heard the human truths. I've heard it from like a creative's point of view when we're trying to find a human truth about somebody like the consumer, right? Like eat a break from Snickers was really developed around this human truth of like, you're in your work day and you eat a freaking break. And so that's where this creative was developed around the, the Snickers campaign, which was very successful. And we could go on and on and on of campaign after campaign to kind of see the same consumer human truth that, that lives and where a brand campaign can live and where those messages that will truly resonate and work. I'm just so curious about China right now, probably like a lot. And we, you, you know, you hear a lot on the news. I, I've been to Hong Kong, but I haven't been to mainland China. Um, I've been to Japan, stuff like that. So I, I'm curious how the consumers' viewpoints of brands like differ. Like, where are the differences and where are the similarities of just humans being humans from your viewpoint in those worlds? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think it would give some contextual relevance a bit about myself. So I was actually born and raised in Hong Kong and grew up in Asia all my life. And I've spent my life sort of adapting to these different cultures as a child. I'd move in and you have to sort of assimilate. But at the same time, it's assimilation without losing authenticity of who you are, right? In order for me not to get beaten up on the school grounds, you know, the, there needed to be some cultural adoption of the market that I was in, essentially, like to translate that into a business term. And, and that was my experience growing up, as it is for many people. And I see those experiences translated very much into how different organizations or, or products or businesses launch in, into different various markets. And so China's no different in the aspect of they all want similar... Again, it goes back to human truths and elements. There are certain ways that they perceive the world and sort of a hierarchy of what's really needed and what's important. But there are these universal truths that that's what people want from their brands or from their products. And China was no different. And I give an example... And I, well, before I do, one other thing about brand, I would say is it goes beyond just the campaign. And this is the example I'm going to show that, yes, while these human truths and insights drive great creative, it's also to drive great product development and brand sort of company strategies. And I use this analogy. I used to do work for Audi and Audi wanted to launch their A4 in the China market and it didn't have great initial success. And so we did a huge project to really go out and understand those truths. And one of the human element truths, and again, this is 2006, seven we're talking about, so quite some time ago, but essentially the truth is if I had an Audi, I'm probably not driving it if I'm in China, right? I probably have a driver. And so they took that human insight and extended the chassis so the back seat would be slightly longer because I'm going to be enjoying it from the back seat of this car and ride. And so I guess when I think about brand and, and sort of the universalities of understanding what the experience people have with that brand, what exactly do they need from that brand? What are they wanting to have from that brand or from that company? 
and I can go into more anecdotes about the working in China and, and obviously there's some nuances when thinking about sort of the contextual or the market truths that you always have to factor into, i.e. being the government. But ultimately, I, I see the similarities are the same as building an effective brand in the China market as it is to build an effective brand in the Bay Area. It all comes back to understanding the realities in which they operate and how they want the brand or company to meet sort of a, a need or a want. Yeah, and that was a great point about Audi. And I do think product development is certainly overlooked when you start to find these common themes amongst consumers and brand. And so when I, I think I referenced the Snickers need a break, and I do think it can be a little too creative or campaign focused. Going through these deep brand exercises make a ton of sense. And I, I hear what you're saying too, in terms of just culturally, there's some things that are human truths. And a lot of times you can miss them. And it's super interesting. I, I would love to dive in more about the China market because I just think it's super We can do a whole a whole session on the China market for sure. No, but yeah, getting back to brand, like what's maybe final thought for brand? We're going to have you back on and we're going to talk a little more. So we'll tease it out a little bit and, and come right back. But yeah, give us maybe your last, maybe look, I'm a brand manager and I'm launching a brand. If you had some great process that's pretty simple, that's scalable up and down based on size. But what maybe... What's the most important thing for us to remember as we're rolling out a new brand or we're rebranding an existing company? Yeah, I think oh, I think the greatest overlooked opportunity when rebranding or trying to transform a company or a brand is the internal element or the employees. And the largest challenges as well as the greatest opportunities I've had have always started with the employees. I think too often people approach a rebrand from the outside in as often we're trained to do. What do your customers want? What do they think? And so we've been taught so much to be, it's really about what customer-centric, what they need, what they want. And we've almost overcorrected in terms of how we think about building or transforming a successful brand. And a lot of the work that I do now and I have done in the past is really thinking about the internal engine and the power of that when it comes to building a successful brand. You have, whether it's 100,000 employees, whether it's 10 employees, if you don't have all of them believing and understanding exactly the value and what you deliver in the market, it'll be impossible to get the rest of the world to think and feel the same way. And I think often people are so quick to roll a brand out externally and they don't do the legwork in really educating and bringing the company along. Everyone from the C-suite, and a lot of my work is educating about brand versus branding, right? It's not just colors and fonts and logos. Those are all important. But the strategic nature of brand and how it guides the way we look and talk and act as an entity. And so I think that as any sort of brand marketer or brand strategist look to undertake a significant refresh or even just launching a new product or brand is really taking the time to get internal understanding and alignment and buy-in in order to effectively build a strong brand in the external market. So the word I wanted to say earlier was alignment. I, I do think that is one of the most overlooked pieces as well is the alignment piece, which is super hard. I mean, if you're a small startup company, it could be you know 10 people arguing in a room on what the key points are going to be or what the key product's going to be. Because you, as a human being, you know you get to make your own decisions on who you're going to be. <laughs> but when you have a bunch of humans, hundreds of thousands of humans who are trying to decide what this baby's going to eat and talk and breathe like, alignment is definitely the key. But I, I got to wrap up. 
and, and I'm going to wrap up this episode of the rebrand. We're going to have Robert Ferguson back with us. He's Senior Director of Brand Strategy at SAP. Just great brand strategy conversations. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Robert and I are going to discuss reviewing legacy companies' identity. Love that. If you can't wait till our next episode and you want to learn more about Robert, just go to his LinkedIn. You'll find him Robert Ferguson. And that's F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. Just one link to our show notes I want to tell you, but I didn't have a chance to take notes. Just go to the website, rebrandpod.com. We'll have everything on there. Of course, uh, we're building up those subscribers. We're getting a ton of marketing people on board, producing a lot of new content with some big name guests coming up. So subscribe. I've got some big names coming and some really cool brands coming. And we just want to get better at this uh, craft of brand marketing every day. Of course, you'll find us on uh, LinkedIn and all the other stuff at rebrandpod and all the stuff. And then it's probably easiest to find me at Scott Harkey on pretty much every channel. If you haven't subscribed, again, please subscribe. We're we're building up this marketing community and we want to support each other. And feel free to, to apply to be our guest. You know, we're getting probably about 20, 30 applications-ish a week. So we want to put the best of the best on. But if you are the best, we want to have you on. So definitely apply. 